Welcome to Beyond the Bio, a podcast that talks with some extraordinary people and dives deeper into the world of consulting. Our goal is to go beyond the bio you can find online and share more insight into the diversity of our people and some of the great work they're doing at Bain & Company. I'm Keith Bevins, a partner and global head of consultant recruiting at Bain & Company. Joining me today via phone is my good friend, Maria Gordian, a senior partner in our New York office. She's also the leader of our Blacks at Bain and Latinos at Bain groups. Today, we'll talk with Maria about her background, what led her to consulting, and how she's helping shape Bain's diversity and inclusion efforts. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, Keith. Maria, I think most people see you as an accomplished veteran consultant and can find your bio online, but most people probably don't realize that you started your career in medicine. What led you to medicine in Act One of your career? The decision really was motivated by my experiences in the healthcare system when I was a child in the inner city of New York. I come from an Afro-Latino family, and my grandmother got sick when I was about three or four. And I recall accompanying her to the clinics and translating for her care. And it was at that time I started to see, even at a young age, that I didn't feel like there was a quality of care when I looked at the clinic setting and the hospital setting in the inner city and then when we went into Manhattan for some of her care. And so that was one of the motivators for me to think about medicine and think about the issues around quality and access to care. Great. Let's talk about that transition a little bit, because at some point, it sounds like you decided to make the pivot to Act Two and join the business world, going back to business school and ultimately becoming a consultant. What led to that transition from medicine into consulting and into business more broadly? People often ask me, is medicine, how do you make the transition from medicine to consulting? On one hand, there are many aspects of it that are similar when you think about the problem solving and the structuring of problems and try to solve them. There is a similarity to to what I was doing on a day-to-day basis, whether it was getting a patient come in front of you, they have something wrong, you do a bunch of tests, you collect some data, you analyze the data, and then you come back with a differential diagnosis and a treatment plan. In many respects, when I remember first starting in consulting, it was a similar mindset and sort of you have a client, they can sometimes sort of articulate what the the issue they wanted to, to work together on. Other times they couldn't, and you get in there and you realize you need to work on something different. But you often would do a series of analysis from the data that you get there, come up with some creative recommendations on how you can support them going forward, and then develop a plan, an execution plan. So from a logic and a structuring point of view, these things at times felt similar, and I'm sure other careers that people train in, and that logic thinking applies to consulting. I think where there were differences, though, was I didn't have as much experience, for example, in Excel, using macros and things along those lines. And I'll be candid, at first, that was a little hard for me. I didn't know how to ask for help. It was not in my nature to really want to say, hey, I can't do this or ask for help. My tendency was to want to double down and work as late as possible to sort of solve it myself. But I soon learned that, hey, that's not the most efficient way to work and and it's much easier if colleagues are willing to be there for you and to go ahead and reach out and ask for help. And so I really started to embrace that consulting is an apprenticeship and a mentorship model and that I have to leverage that to be successful. You were certainly successful at your, your second act at a consulting firm. But when we first met, I was actually at a recruiting event in New York and you were in New York making the transition into Bain & Company. I think it was one of the first couple of visits you had made to the office. Talk a little bit about what attracted you to Bain and why you made the shift from the firm that you were at to, to Bain & Company as a, as a senior member of the team. From the moment I walked through the door at Bain, I just felt very comfortable. I mean, in many ways, it felt like family, you know. I think there's 
three aspects of really being able to thrive in your day-to-day is, one, having a sense of belonging and feeling like it could be your authentic self, two, to feel like that you're supported, and three, to be able to trust the people that are around you. And I think through my first series of interactions, when I came at Bain, it just felt incredibly comfortable, and that's when I knew I found a new home. Really interesting. You know, you, you mentioned belonging, support, and trust there. And I know we've talked a lot about those three things as we think about Bain's diversity and inclusion efforts. Can you elaborate on the framework that you're developing a little bit more on those three dimensions and how we're incorporating that into the inclusion work that we're doing at Bain? One of the things that we're really committed to is making sure that everybody feels as though they're thriving at Bain. And when we sort of dug into that and said, what are the what are the qualities that really, and what are the levers that are really important that enable someone to feel that they thrive? We did a series of very deep dive interviews of current Bain employees and alumni, and we talked about what were your best experiences and what were experiences that you felt that could certainly have been improved upon. And when we looked at that, we realized there were three very critical dimensions to that. I mentioned belonging, and so that was one aspect. We're recognizing there's different components in in Bain, you have your the practice areas, you have your class, you have offices. There are different aspects where people feel like they truly belong, you have affinity groups. And so the question is, what are the different communities that you really can be a whole holistic part of and that you can able be yourself on a day-to-day basis and in the team setting, which of course is the most critical because that's where you spend a lot of time. And so we work very hard to make sure that people have and feel that they can belong and that they can excel at Bain. That's one. The second is to, to be able to do that. We found that it's really important to feel supported. Everybody wants to know that someone has their back. And so what we work very hard at, and, and, and certainly it's important for me, is to have that, you can call it what you want, the crew, board of directors, you know, et cetera. There are different terminology that people use, but the folks that you can pick up the phone and sort of ask for help or ask for guidance or, or just to go back and forth on in a situation and we re- recognize that it's really important that people have that. And then the third is trust. And trust is actually the most powerful one, which, you know, is not something that we often talk about in the corporate setting, but it's actually probably the most important. And, you know, we as individuals, we don't just walk in a, in a, in a company and then start afresh. We bring all our experiences with us through that door. And our experiences can be very positive, but they also can be negative. What happens in the news on a day-to-day basis impacts how we feel as individuals. And so at times that can actually erode trust, you know, and so it's so important to be able to walk in an environment and feel that you trust the individuals around you, you trust the system, you trust the processes, you trust that you're going to get a fair shot, whether it's a staffing for a project or whether it's through the promotion process. It's so important in that team setting, you have to feel the sense that you have a voice and you can trust those around you to express that voice because once that gets shut down, then in reality, you have a little bit, then you're not able to be your whole self. So that trust is very critical. Maria, when, when I first heard this framework, we were talking about it probably a little over a year ago. What's interesting to me too is this framework allows us to have conversations inside the firm about how people perceive the firm, the conversations, the relationships that they have. And I was curious if you've, you know, if you have examples that you can cite of some of the conversations you've had with people when you see the light bulb go on like it did for me in that conversation. You know, for example, as we talked about trust and what it means to trust not just the individuals that you're working with, but the processes that are part of the company that we're in, 
whether it's around the promotion process or the staffing process or the feedback processes. I think this framework has allowed us to really have a richer conversation with people about how the word trust is perceived by the different people that come into Bain, because people have in some cases, you know, two or three decades of experience of, in the world, building how they perceive trust of a company or how they feel supported at a company or how they feel like they belong in a new environment. And I know for me, hearing that I needed to trust certain processes wasn't always as easy as it might be for other people, because outside of work, the system, so to speak, doesn't always work for me. And so I don't always feel like I can trust it as blindly. And being able to articulate that so that people at least understand how they might be perceived by people with different backgrounds has been really powerful for me. And I think that's part of the reason the light bulb went on. But you know, what type of feedback have you gotten as you shared you know, belonging, trust, support, and, and all the things that, that come with that you know, with different people at the firm? Well, what I usually share is a personal experience. So, for example, I remember having a lot of incidents as I grew up where language was used to make me feel as though I didn't belong, you know, that we don't want you in the school as the only child of color. We don't want you in this job. Well, we don't want you here. And you often hear those kinds of that language and during those formative years. And so when you get out into the professional world, I've learned to create a, a loom and a wall. I never wanted people to see my vulnerabilities. And when I didn't want people to see my vulnerabilities, that didn't now enable me to actually have as powerful a voice because I was trying to protect myself. And so what I think opens up for people when you start to talk about it is that you hear differently feedback when you actually have the concern of whether it's the imposter syndrome or whether it's you're concerned someone's going to perceive you as not being intelligent or you think someone's going to make a judgment about yourself, you hear things differently. And an example of that is when someone gives you a feedback on some presentation or a couple pages you made and they might say, hey, this, this has been clear or you can improve upon this or, you know, whatever feedback they're giving you. I used to hear you're not good enough sometimes. And so I think that's so important. And I realized as I started to become more confident in myself, and recognizing that this individual who I've worked with on several occasions believes in me and wants me to be successful, I didn't hear, you can't do it, or we don't think you'll be successful. I heard, hey, you're doing a pretty good job, but here's how you can do it better. And so I think it's really important that when we build our trust, it frees us so that we could actually have our voice and that we can be able then to contribute more. And I think that is so critical for the overall success. And so. These are the conversations that we're having now at Bain when we talk about the team setting and how do you mentor someone, how do you give someone feedback, how do you apprentice someone. We want to allow people to be vulnerable, you know, so that then they can grow. And I think that's what this framework has enabled. Right. And as I've shared this with people, what's been most interesting for me is that it started as you know, a look at our Babs Lapa members and thinking about you know, how they're experiencing inclusion at Bain. But as I've shared it with people beyond those groups, it resonates with them as well. Because you know, the more you get to know people at the firm, the more you realize they're coming from different backgrounds, whether it's different parts of the world, different socioeconomic backgrounds, etc. They sort of go, you know, I actually don't didn't feel like I belonged here at the beginning. I felt like when you were giving me feedback, I took that way more personally at the time, then I realized you intended it. 
And that was because you know, I came in with my own perception of what it was like to work here and whether or not I belonged here. And I'm finding that other people are having the same type of experience, even though they're not a member of the two organizations that you're leading right now, Blacks at Bain and Latinos at Bain. And that's been sort of very eye-opening for me. You know, you, you mentioned crew earlier, and that's you know, coming from some of the work that we're doing around thriving inside the firm. And you know, one of the things in terms of knowing what your goal is and plotting your course is building your crew. And, you know, I, I refer to mine as my personal board of directors, but those are the people that are mentoring you along the way and helping you sort of at critical points in your career, sort of those moments of truth, if you will. What advice might you have as it relates to sort of building that crew for people in terms of how they think about building their own crew and finding those mentors and those people that can help them and support them throughout the journey? I think the crew is a critical foundational aspect of being able to use the language navigate with intent. But to find your path or just to, to define the direction you're going, I think it's so important that it's so easy to let others define it for you. But we need to take that ownership and, and we need to be able to create the path that we want to go forward. And the crew or those that you put into your, your sphere are the individuals that you can go talk to that to help give you guidance. The irony, again, goes back to, I remember when I first started in consulting, it was hard for me to reach out to someone and ask for advice because, again, I didn't want to be vulnerable, right? And I grew up in the world where you always felt like you had to be better than because people would always look at you in a lens that I'm thinking they think I'm less than. And so I think that being able to free yourself from some of that and be able to ask for that support is very important to be able to move forward. As you describe your crew, I think about my crew as well. And it, it tends to be people that know me from entirely different parts of my life. And all of those people bring something different to the table, but collectively they all know pretty much every aspect of me. And what I found helpful was, you know, as it relates to getting that support at those times when I feel like I need it is understanding the roles that they can play and what they can help with. You know, not everyone can have the discussion about, you know, should I stay at the firm or pursue this other professional opportunity because they may not necessarily understand what I'm doing in either role. However, they also understand how the different roles might affect what I do in my community or what I do with my family. And they can certainly weigh in on that because they know what's important to me. And it's been interesting for me to think about the diversity of people and the, the perspectives that they bring to that conversation. And not only that, but being intentional inside the firm about helping people you know, figure out who is in their crew, you know, what roles might be missing, and how do you actually engage those people throughout the course of your career. It's been a, it's been a really interesting set of conversations that, that I've seen people having inside as they, as they sort of navigate that for the first time. As we start to wrap up, I just want to ask one last question as, as you think about belonging, trust, and support. What advice would you give to people that want to take the things you've just been discussing and sort of dial it up, not just in their own professional career, but maybe they're out and already working or they're on campus and they're thinking about engaging in these types of dialogues with their peers, with their coworkers, with their, with their bosses or people that are reporting to them? You know, what are some of the tips or tricks that you would give people as they think about navigating these conversations and really helping people improve on these three dimensions so that they can bring their authentic selves to work so that they know who they can call for help and so that they can build the trust and get over maybe some of the challenges that get in the way of building that trust over time. One of the, the most critical aspects to think about that brought us to the framework was the question about having your voice. And that's 
something in, in my life is always really important, you know, because I can think of times where I felt very empowered and I had a voice and a seat at the table, and I can think of times when I didn't. And I know that I flourished when I always felt that I had my voice and I could express myself, and I know that I, I didn't feel that way when I didn't, when I didn't. And so I think what we wanted to understand and what I certainly wanted to understand is how do we assure that everybody feels like they have their voice on the day-to-day basis when they come into work and they walk in the door and they sit in their team, that they're able to really express themselves in, in a free way? And what does it take to make that happen? And that's where I think the components of belonging, to feel like you belong, to feel like you have people have your back and that you trust those around you, that then frees you to have your voice. And then a business like consulting, if you're not contributing in a meaningful way, then it's not going to become an enjoyable experience. And so this is so important. And I see this in day-to-day life. I see it with my I have two beautiful daughters that are young and I'm helping them grow. And my biggest concern as a mother is how do I help them be confident young women that they can grow up and feel as though they have their voice? You know, and so I think this is so foundational. And I think we have to ask ourselves the question, you know, when we walk through our lives, do I have my voice? And am I using it in the most effective manner? And is it free for me? And if we if we find ourselves feeling that the answer is not is no, then we have to understand why is that, and then we have to address some of the root causes that are stopping it. And obviously, certain things are in our control and certain things aren't. But we have to manage the things that are in our control and address them on a day-to-day basis. And so, to me, I think that's what makes this job so fulfilling because I work at Bain, I work in an environment where people believe in that and they help you actually have your voice on a day-to-day basis and they support you in doing that. And that's what I think is so important that the framework that we were talking about and able to have that conversation, where are the areas that are working, where are the areas that are breaking down and what can we do about it. Firmwide is an individual thing, but I think we're working together at it on a day-to-day basis. Great. Well, Maria, thank you very much for the time today. You know, as I said at the top, you know, the client bio clearly only gives one part of the story. You're you're somebody that has a lot more facets to what you're doing professionally and personally than I think people get when they just look you up online. And the work that you're doing in this space in particular is leading to a lot of really great dialogues inside Bain and ultimately, I believe, in this space for businesses and professional services, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And you're, you're certainly on the front lines of developing a way of having these conversations and improving the environment that people are working in, in a way that I haven't seen in my 23 years in the industry. And I'm, I'm just really excited. And then personally, as somebody who you know, benefits from your example and your leadership, I just want to thank you again for your time today, as we all try and find ways to not only obtain our voice, but use our voice to help change our surroundings for the better. So thanks for your time today and look forward to catching up with you live soon. Thanks, Keith. Look forward to seeing you soon. And as we wrap this episode up, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and add one note to today's conversation. Maria and I talked a little bit about building your crew or building your own board of directors, and I mentioned our thriving framework. In the notes to today's episode, there'll be a link so that you can read a little bit more about the thriving framework we use at Bain. And that's intended to make sure that people aren't just doing okay at the job and having a good experience, but to really make sure that they're truly thriving in life, both inside and outside of work. And we'll include a link to that for those of you who want to read a little bit more about what we mean when we talk about that. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Beyond the Bio. We have several more interesting conversations in store. Thanks.